Welcome to Zichudav Siman, member by Abraham Goldhar, and today Mosech Zadarim, Daf Ein Ches, the tenth parak Nacham Arasa. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. Rabbi Yochanan said on the previous Daf, Hachum Shamer Bukhashem Baal Hachachum, who used the language of a husband and revoked the wife's nether, which means to void the nether going forward. Ubal Shamer Bukhashem Chachum, or a husband who used the language of a Chachum and annulled her nether. Lomer Kum, he has said nothing, and the nether is still in effect. He quotes a brace which darshans, Zahadavar, this is the thing which Hashem commanded, implying that it must be followed exactly. This teaches that a chacham annuls and a husband cannot annul. For one would think that if a chacham who cannot revoke a netter can annul a netter, then a husband who can revoke a netter, then certainly should be able to annul a netter. The above drasha teaches that he cannot. Another brace of darshan is the reverse. Zahadavar ba'mefer ve'en chachamefer. This is the thing, this teaches, that a husband may revoke a nether, but a chacham cannot revoke a nether. For one would think that if a husband who cannot annul a nether can revoke a nether, then a chacham who can annul certainly should be able to revoke. The drasha teaches that he cannot. Point number two, a bryson makes a gazera shava of zahadavar between the darm and shechute chutz, the prohibition to shecht karbanas outside of the mikdash. Just as this prohibition applies to all Jews equally, so to Nadarm can be annulled by all Jews, including laymen. This teaches that three laymen are qualified to annul Nadarm. The Gemara objects, since the Pusik says Russia Matos, heads of the tribes, indicating that experts are acquired. It answers that this term allows a Yachin Mumuka, a single expert, to annul Nadarm. The Gezer Shavalang layman to annul Val must therefore be for more than one, which we presume to be three, similar to a minor basin. Another Bryson provides an alternate source of this law by darshaning to distinguish between Mo'adim and Nadarim, teaching Mo'adim Hashem Srichim Mumcha, the holidays of Hashem, require expert judges to sanctify the months which determine the date of the Mo'adim. Vain parshas Nadarim Srichim Mumcha are feel based in Hediotos, but Nadarim do not require expert judges and even three laymen suffice. And point number three, Rebbe Chanina taught, Hashoisek Amanas Mekat, a husband who was silent in order to distress his wife by causing him to think that he'll confirm the nether. He can still revoke it for another ten days, meaning such silence does not constitute hakama. The Gemara objects from a Bryce, which teaches that if a husband is silent for an entire day, he can no longer revoke the nether. The Gemara interprets the Bryce's statement broadly, that in all cases of a husband's silence, he would lose his right to afar the next day, even if the purpose of the silence was to distress her. The more answers that it's speaking only where he was silent in order to confirm, meaning he thought the netter shall be confirmed, which is a valid hakama. When the Gemara objects that the Brisa already speaks of hakama in another case, it answers instead that the Brisa is discussing stum, one who is silent without a specific purpose, but if he was silent to distress her, he would not lose his right to revoke. Rebekinina's ruling is successfully challenged on the next daf. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yochanan said on the previous daf, who used the language of a husband and revoked the wife's netter, which means to avoid the netter going forward. Or a husband who used the language of a chacham and annulled her netter. He has said nothing and the netter is still in effect. He quotes a brace which darshans, this is the thing which Hashem commanded, implying that it must be followed exactly. This teaches that a chacham annuls and a husband cannot annul. For one would think that if a chacham who cannot revoke a netter can annul a netter, then a husband who can revoke a netter, then certainly should be able to annul a netter. The above drasha teaches that he cannot. Another brace of darshan is the reverse. Zahadavar ba'mefer ve'en chachamefer. This is the thing, this teaches, that a husband may revoke a netter, but a chacham cannot revoke a netter. For one would think that if a husband who cannot annul a netter 
can revoke a netter, then a chacham who can annul, certainly should be able to revoke. The Drusha teaches that he cannot. Point number two, a Bryson makes a Gezerah Shabbat of Zehadavar between Nadarm and Shechute Chutz, the prohibition to Shechet Karbanas outside of the Mikdash. Just as this prohibition applies to all Jews equally, so to Nadarm can be annulled by all Jews, including laymen. This teaches that three laymen are qualified to annul Nadarm. The Gemara objects, since the Pusik says Roshiyamatos, heads of the tribes, indicating that experts are acquired. It answers that this term allows a Yachin Mumuka, a single expert, to annul Nadarim. The Gezer Shabbat allowing layman to annul vow must therefore be for more than one, which we presume to be three, similar to a minor basin. Another Bryson provides an alternate source of this law, by darshaning to distinguish between Mo'adim and Nadarim, teaching, Mo'ad Hashem Sirichin Mumcha, the holidays of Hashem, require expert judges to sanctify the months which determine the date of the Mo'adim. They impartial Nadarim Sirichin Mumcha are feel based in Hediotos, but Nadarim do not require expert judges and even three laymen suffice. And pointing with you, Rebbe Chanina taught, has Shosik Mekat, a husband who was silent, in order to distress his wife by causing him to think that he'll confirm the nether, he can still revoke it for another ten days, meaning such silence does not constitute hakama. The Gemara objects from Abraiz, which teaches that if a husband is silent for an entire day, he can no longer revoke the nether. The Gemara interprets the Bryce's statement broadly that in all cases of a husband's silence, he would lose his right to afar the next day, even if the purpose of the silence was to distress her. The Gemara answers that it's speaking only where he was silent in order to confirm, meaning he thought the netter shall be confirmed, which is a valid hakama. When the Gemara objects that the Brisa already speaks of hakama in another case, it answers instead that the Brisa is discussing Bishosik's thumb one who is silent without a specific purpose. But if he was silent to distress her, he would not lose his right to revoke. Rebekinina's ruling is successfully challenged on the next daf. All right, so now we get our simma daf Ein Ches, and this simma was suggested to us by Jeremy Shinewitz from Widmer, New York, and by Yeshua Eisenberg from Miami. They both suggested that Ein Ches is a child going ugh. A child going ugh. So here goes. The Chacham's son who went ugh when he heard his father trying to be made for a man's wife's netter instead of being matirit, when ugh, 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 when he saw three laymen who had done shchute chutz come and gnaw the nether, and then threw his plate of spinach to the husband, he realized he was being silent in order to distress his wife. Once again, it's emotion. The Chacham's son who went ugh, son going ugh, that must be wrong, Dav. Ein chas, ugh. The Chacham's son who went ugh when he heard his father trying to be made for a man's wife's nether, instead of being matirib, which reminds the more brings up Bryce to the Darshan Zehadavar, this is the thing which Hashem commanded, implying that it must be followed exactly. This teaches that a chacham annuls and a husband cannot annul. And another bright suggestion is the reverse. This is the thing. This teaches that a husband may revoke a nether, but a chacham cannot revoke a nether. So the Hakam's son who went ach when he heard his father trying to be mefer, a man's wife's nether, instead of being matirit, when ach, 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 when he saw three laymen who had done shchute chutz, come on all the nether, which reminds us, Abraisa makes a gazera shava of zehadavar between nedarim and shchute chutz, the prohibition to shech karbanas outside of the mikdash. Just as this prohibition applies to all Jews equally, so to nedarim can be annulled by all Jews, including laymen. This teaches that three laymen are qualified to annul Nadarim. The Gemara objects, since the Pasuk says, Rosh Matos, heads of the tribes, indicating that experts are required. It answers that this term allows a Yachid Mumcha, a single expert, to annul Nadarim. The Gzer Shava allowing laymen to annul Val must therefore be for more than one, which we presume to be three, similar to a minor basin. So the Hakam's son who went, ach, when he heard his father trying to be made for a man's wife's netter, instead of being matirit, 
when och, 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 when he saw three laymen who had done shchute chutz, come on all the netter. And then through his plate of spinach to the husband, when he realized he was being silent in order to distress his wife. Which reminds us, Rabbi Kanina taught, Hashosik Amanaslamekat, a husband who was silent in order to distress his wife by causing her to think that he'll confirm the nether, he can still revoke it for another ten days, meaning such silence does not constitute hakama. Rabbi Kanina's ruling is successfully challenged on the next off. So once again, the Chacham's son who went, Ugh, when he heard his father trying to be Mefer, a man's wife's netter, instead of being Materet, went, Ugh, 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 when he saw three laymen who had done Shkute Chutz come and all the netter, and then threw his plate of spinach at the husband when he realized he was being silent in order to distress his wife. All right, so now it's time for four blot back, Hazara. Daf Ein Dal. So the Simmer Daf Ein Dal is a witness. So here goes. The two witnesses, two witnesses, that must be one Daf Ein Dal, aid. The two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the netter of his Yavama, which reminds us, the next mission presents three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of Yavama. Rabbi Lezer holds that even where there are multiple Yavam, the Yavam who perform Mimer may revoke Nadarim, as the Gemara will explain. Rabbi Yeshua takes a middle approach. If there's a single Yavam, then he may revoke the Yavam as Nadarim. But if there are multiple Yavam, then no one may revoke Nadarim. Rabbi Kiva says a Yavam can never revoke Nadarim of the Yavam because she is not his proper wife, even after Mimer. So the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam revoking the nether of his Yavama knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks, how is it possible that Rabbi Ezra can allow one of two Yavamim to revoke Nadarim, even if he would hold that the Zika bond between a Yavam and Yavama were strong enough to be like Arison and allow for Hafara, but if there are two Yavamim, it is yet indeterminate who will perform Yivam, so Nadir's Hafara should be valid. Rabbi Yami explained that the mission is speaking where one Yavam performed Mimer, and Rabbi Yazar holds like Beishami that Mimer, Konin, Kenyan, Gamur, Mimer affects a complete acquisition of the Yavam in Midaraisa, placing her in that specific Yavam's domain even for Nadarim. So, the two witnesses on the scene of a Yavam, revoking the nether of his Yavama, knew that things were going to get out of control when he told his brothers that because he had performed Mimer, he was no less than an ordinary Arus. And they called in a rabbi who announced that a Yavam is not considered a full-fledged wife for other matters, and therefore even a lone Yavam cannot revoke Nadarim of a Yavama, which reminds us. Rabbi Kiva taught that we never differentiate between one Yavam and two. Ukshar Dvarim Ken Nadarim. Just as for other matters, the Yavama is not considered married, so too with Hafara of Nadarim. The Gemara Daf Ein He explains that the other matters in which Yavama differs from a wife refers to an accepted fact that the Yavama, even after Mimer, will not be liable to death by stoning for adultery like a Arusa would. Rabbi Kiva showed from this that a Yavama, even of a single Yavam, is not a full-fledged wife, even after Mimer. Daf Ein Hey, so the Simr Daf Ein Hey is an Amaaretz. So here goes. The Amaaretz, the Amaaretz, that must be more Daf Ein Hey, Amaaretz. The Amaaretz who told his wife, on the darn you make from now until I return from the Amaaretz convention, are revoked, which reminds us, the next mission states, one who says to his wife before traveling, on the darn that you vow from when I leave here until I return from such and such a place, shall be confirmed, Willem Rakum, he has said nothing because Hakama cannot be made before the nether exists. Hari and Mufarim, but if he said they shall be revoked, Rebbe Yezir says the Hafar is valid and the Chamim say it is not. 
So the Amaharats who told his wife on the darn you make from now until I return from the Amaharats convention are revoked, was so upset when he received word that his wife's friend was Matis and on his wife's revoked Nedar, which reminds us, the Gemara inquires, according to Rebbe that one may revoke Nedarim before they are made, do they take effect and then are voided by the Afara? Or or do they not take effect at all? Meaning, does the Afara prevent their ever taking effect? The Gemara provides a practical difference. In a case where someone else linked to this Nedar, there runs examples where she said, I'm an Azira, and someone said, I'm like her. If the nether took effect, even for a moment, the second person's nether would also take effect. But if her nether was prevented from taking effect, the second nether would not be valid. So the Amaharts who told his wife, on the darm you make from now until I return from the Amaharts convention, are revoked, was so upset when he received word that his wife's friend was Matisa Nether on his wife's revoked nether, that he missed his favorite convention competition of who can swallow the most rings to save them from becoming Tame. Which reminds us, the Gemara suggests another proof from a Bryson which the Chamim argued to Rebeliezer. If a mikvah which raises Tame people from their Tuma state does not save Tahor people from becoming Tame, meaning if a person touches Tuma while immersed in the mikvah, he still becomes Tame, then a person who does not raise Tame items from their Tuma by swallowing and regurgitating a Tame ring, soon should not save Tahor items from becoming Tame, meaning it shall follow that one who swallows a Tahor ring and enters an Oa with a corpse should not protect the ring from becoming Tame. Yet in truth it does. The Chamin thus undermined Rebbe Yezus Kavachomer with his argument. So the Simmer Daf Ein Vav is an intravenous tube, an IV. So here goes. The IV tube, IV tube, that must be more enough. Ein Vav, IV. The IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, which reminds the Gemara finally resolves its inquiry about Rebbe from Abraisen, which Rebbe sought to prove to the Chomim that they too must make a similar Kavachomer. Mazraim Tameim Kevin Shazar Makarka Tahorin. If plants which are Tame, once they are planted in the ground, they become Tahor. Then those already planted should certainly remain tower, even if Tuma touches them. Rabbi Yezer argued to the Chami that they certainly agree with this law, although there is no source for it except this Kalvachomer, so they should agree to his Kalvachomer as well. So, the IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'aru who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant, which reminds us that Brisa taught, one might think that a father can sell his Na'aru daughter as a maidservant, just as he can sell his daughter who is a minor as a maidservant. There's a Kavachomer that he cannot. Mechura Kavar if she was sold already and became a Na'ara, she leaves her servitude by virtue of reaching maturity. If she was not yet sold, is it not certain that she cannot be sold when she is already a Nara? Since this is the source for this law, we see that all agree to such a Kavachomer. So the IV tube that was connected to a plant in the ground, which always remains Tahor, was hooked up to a Na'aru who fainted when she discovered her father tried to sell her as a maidservant. When he got upset that once it became dark, he could no longer be made for her netter. Which reminds us, this Malokas, if Afara is for that entire day until it gets dark, which is learned from the Pasuk, Biyom Shamo, or for a 24-hour period, which is learned from the Pasuk, which states, Miyom El Yom, from day to day, implying a full 24 hours. Daf Ein Zayn, so the Simmer Daf Ein Zayn is a goat. So here goes. The goat, goat, that must be more Daf Ein Zayn, A's.
The goat tied to the Shabbos table, where a man was looking for a heter to his nether, not to drink wine so he could have kiddush, which reminds us, the next Mishnah teaches, One may revoke Nadarim on Shabbos and may seek a heter for Nadarim, that their annulment is needed for Shabbos. The Gemara inquires of how far on Shabbos also must be for a Shabbos need. So the goat tied to the Shabbos table, where a man was looking for a heter to his netter, not to drink wine so he could have kiddush, charged the man's three layman cousins coming to be mud to his nether. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yosef initially thought that one may only seek a heter for a nether on Shabbos from a yachin mumcha, a single expert, but not from Shloshi Hediotos, three layman, because this has the appearance of a court case on Shabbos. Abai responded that since annulment of Nadarim is distinct from court proceedings in three ways, namely that the three men may stand, they may be his relatives, and it may be done at night, therefore it does not have the appearance of a court case even absent these three factors. Rabbi said in the name of Rav Nachman, the halacha is that one may seek a hetzer from one who is standing alone and at night and on Shabbos and from relatives. So the goat tied to the Shabbos table where a man was looking for a heter to his nether, not to drink wine, so he could have kiddish, charged at the man's three layman cousins coming to be mud to his nether, but instead knocked the plate out of a husband's hand who was being made for his wife's nether by saying, take and eat, take and drink. Which reminds us, Abraisa teaches that one should not revoke on Shabbos with the same language of hafar that he uses during the week. Rather, he should hand his wife the item and say, Tli vachli, tli ishti, take and eat, take and drink. And the netter is canceled. Rabbi Yochanan added, And he must cancel the netter in his heart. The combination of handing her the item and mentally revoking the netter is sufficient for hafara. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn from a kavachomer that plants already planted, should certainly remain tahor, even if Tuma touches them. That's on Dov. Ein Vav. Good. Number two. Wish that the Chochem cannot be made for a man's wife's nether, and a Baal cannot be matter his wife's nether. That's on Dov. Ein Ches. Good. Number three. Wish that the Chochem is in a case when one says to his wife before traveling, on the darn that you vow from when I leave here until I return, from such and such a place, shall be revoked. That's on Dov. Ein hey. Good. Number four. Which of them that one should not revoke on Shabbos with the same language of hafara that he uses during the week? That's on Duff. Ein Zayin. Good. Number five. Which of them Rabbi Chinina taught Hashosek Amunaskel Mekat, a husband who was silent in order to distress his wife by causing her to think that he'll confirm the nether, can still revoke it for another ten days? That's on Duff. Ein Ches. Good. Number six. Which of them from a Kalvachomer that a Na'ara cannot be sold as a maidservant. That's on Dov. Ein Vav. Good number seven. Which of the annulment of Nadarim is distinct from court proceedings in three ways? Three men may stand, they may be his relatives, and it may be done at night. That's on Dov. Ein Zayin. Good number eight. Which of the three opinions regarding the ability of a Yavam to revoke the Nadarim of a Yavama? That's on Dov. Eindal. Good number nine. Wish that the that three laymen can be matir and neder. That's on Dov. Ein Ches. Good. And number ten. Wish that the that one may revoke Nadarim on Shabbos and may seek a heter for Nadarim that their annulment is needed for Shabbos. That's on Dov. Ein Zayin. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nemzich wishing you a great day and great learning.